This is the Forex Q&A Podcast. This is VP, professional Forex prop trader here in the United States, answering your user-submitted Forex trading-related questions every Monday morning. Now, if you have a Forex trading question on your mind and you have watched all of the material, you got to do that first, and you have not asked a question before, then you go to nononsenseforex.com slash askvp, you fill out the form, and then I will get back to you typically within 48 hours. So welcome to episode 44. Um, before we get into the question, I would like to address closed captioning. I don't know if I've done this yet. No, it's not the most fun thing to talk about, I'm sure, for most people. But there is a nice little portion of my viewership that relies heavily on having closed captions right there on the videos and, uh, and on the podcast as well. And just so everybody knows, I set my videos to automatically populate closed captions um, as soon as I release them. It might take a little while for them to do it, maybe an hour or so, uh, but they're always there. And YouTube's closed captioning has gone through kind of a, a transformation since I first started making videos. Uh, they used to be really bad at picking up what I was saying. Uh, it was funny, but it was a pain in the ass at the same time because I would have to go in and edit every single piece of the closed captioning because it would mostly be wrong. I remember they could never pick up on nononsenseforex.com. It would always be something like noknivesandforks.com. And I was, I was constantly going in there and editing everything. Uh, and then after a while, it got really bad. Like the timing would be totally off. Like as soon as I would say something like, hello, the word hello wouldn't pop up until like two or three seconds after I said it. And so I just gave up at that point. I'm like, I'm not even bothering going in there and fixing things if the timing is going to be this far off. So then they just like stopped doing captions for like a month or so. And then they came back and it got really, really good. The timing was good. I barely had to go in there and tweak anything. I could just pretty much let it go. Uh, and it was great. I didn't have to go worry about it because it, it takes a lot of time to go in there and do these things. If any of you guys run a YouTube channel or anything like that, you know what I'm talking about. And it's just time that I don't have. So it was really, really great. And then all of a sudden, the very last video I do, it just flat out doesn't show closed captions. <laughs> and all my closed captioning people are wondering where they are. So on behalf of YouTube, not on behalf of myself, but on behalf of YouTube, I apologize for this. They should always pop up automatically. There's no reason or excuse why they wouldn't, but this time they just didn't. And as many of you already know, that was a pretty important video I just got done doing. And the only alternative that YouTube is giving me right now to go in and fix it is to actually do all of them by hand. Like for me to go in and type out every single thing I just said and coordinate the timing, which I don't even know how to do. And again, I just don't have time to do it. So bear with me, closed captioning viewers. Um, typically, YouTube will figure this out, and hopefully they'll be able to populate the closed captioning for this podcast, and everything will be back on schedule. I apologize you had to sit through one that didn't. I know that's a pain, especially when you're very reliant on them. I mean, I myself speak enough Spanish to get by, but if, if I had to watch a video that was done in Spanish, I would absolutely need captioning so I could follow along. So uh, trust me, I empathize with you. Um, it sucks that this time around it didn't go, but let's just hope by this time today, as the podcast is released on YouTube, that everything is fixed. It is the Forex Q&A podcast, and episode 44's question is something I just get a lot 
from a lot of different people, so I'm not going to name one person. I'll just kind of combine everything. And the, the main question that I will get is, can I trade the no-nonsense Forex way for things like stocks and crypto? So short answer, long answer. Short answer is there are people out there already that are doing this or claim that they're doing this and say that they're having really good results. So I would say yes. Um, But the long answer is a little more complicated than that. You know, I can't say for sure, um, but I don't think there are direct correlations here. But there is a piece of this whole puzzle that I think is really, really important and can be used anywhere. So let's talk about this. First off, what moves Forex compared to what moves stocks compared to what moves crypto? Now, we all know the big banks are the main drivers in the the Forex market, and they're pretty much dictated by what the mass public does. And the system that we put together is to help us determine where these banks are ultimately going. I've said it a hundred times before, we can't figure out where they're going or trade like they do, but the direction they're going and how long they're going in that direction are the one thing that we are chasing. And the system we put together is designed to chase that the best we can. Now, if we move on to stock trading, um, there are similarities and there are differences. In stocks, sentiment at times can be very real to where we know by now that in Forex trading, it's not something we can really do a whole lot about. And in many ways, it has the opposite effect. So in the last video, I talked about the golden cross and the death cross. It is when the 50 crosses the 200 on the SMA or the EMA. I don't even know which one. But when people see this happen in the stock market, it can dictate a pretty big momentum shift. Because a lot of people will see this and all move at the same time. And when that happens, um, it can kind of create this herd mentality and this domino effect to where it can really take things up or down in a hurry. This phenomenon doesn't really happen in Forex. um, Because actually, if you think about it, if it did, you would see the opposite happen. Like, let's say if you have a, a golden cross in the pound dollar and everybody decided to go long, well, the banks would immediately take it short, so you'd have this horrible fake-out effect happening. Uh, But you just don't see enough people pay attention to this in Forex, and that's kind of a good thing, because we can just take that one concept and just eliminate it and not have to look at it. Uh, But the overall point of this is sentiment is very real in the stock market. It plays a much different part than it does in our market. If you are in a stock with a much smaller float, with smaller liquidity, then a really wealthy person can come in and fuck up your trade one way or another by going longer or by shorting it. Um, To where Forex is so big, even spot Forex, that no one person can really come in and do anything like that. And I, I think just base differences like this would lead me to think that you can't just copy one method and completely just transpose it over to another method and expect the same level of success. Plus, let's not ignore the elephant in the room here, and you can't trade stocks on MT4, and that's where all the really great indicators are. Trust me, I wish I could trade everything under the sun on MT4. I would just do that my entire life. Uh, But that's another thing that we just can't, when it comes to copying something from here and moving it over there, we just can't copy the whole thing, letter for letter. Um, So I'm not sitting here saying that you can't. I'll kind of save my ultimate answer for the end of this podcast. 
But there are major differences and difficulties that we really have to be aware of here when we're trying to move from one market to another using the exact same types of methods. So let's move on to crypto. Um, We've had a lot of people move from the crypto world over to our world, and a lot of them have told me, hey, I'm using your methods to trade technical analysis on crypto, and I'm having a lot of success with it, Um, which, I don't know, just, just to me, seems hard to believe. Um, but when I talk about what I'm going to talk about towards the end, I think it, it, it'll make more sense to you and it ends up making a lot more sense to me why people are having success here. So I've mentioned before how my outlook on crypto has a lot of parallels to my time in the penny stock world. Um, crypto is much easier to manipulate and people have and do often. And we're talking actual people people or small groups of people that have the ability to do this. Now, given that fact, how on earth do you try to incorporate real technical analysis into something like that? I mean, I am not deep into this world, but it just seems to me that fundamentals play such a bigger part in this market than technical analysis would, that it would really be this constant uphill battle to try to figure out where these things are going from a technical analysis perspective. And believe me, I've seen it on Twitter. As soon as technical analysis in crypto became a thing and people realized they could get a little bit of fame off of it and maybe even some money, it happened exactly the way I thought it would happen. You see all these new little Twitter accounts and Instagram accounts come up showing you base level jabroni technical analysis with support and resistance lines, trend lines, and even things like stochastics and the RSI. Now, for most people in the crypto world, they've never traded anything before. So they see something like this, and they see somebody who looks like they know what they're doing, and they're like, wow, look at this super smart guy. Look at this chart master. When in reality, all these people are doing is what anybody in the Forex world who just completed baby pips would be able to do. And as always the case with Forex Twitter accounts, you can always manipulate your results by only showing the times that you were right or by showing a chart with two or three different possibilities, knowing that one of those is probably going to happen, waiting for one of those things to happen, and then the very next day saying, hey, look, I told you so. And through this methodology, dozens of technical analysis crypto accounts were born. So while a lot of people in the stock world have a lot of experience trading, especially from a technical analysis standpoint, most people in the crypto world have no idea So when it comes to actually trading crypto, I know a lot of people there buy and hold, and that's fine. But when it comes to actual trading that market, I think if you just know something, if you're just like a small notch better than these people on Twitter, and trust me, by now, most of you are miles and miles ahead of people like that, you probably could have pretty good success with it. If Mr. Support and Resistance Trendline guy is having even a fraction of the success that they claim to have, People with your skill set could probably go in there and dominate that market, despite the fact that it's so manipulated. Because what do you think? What do you think in particular when it comes to stocks and crypto? Can you take from no nonsense Forex more than anything and carry over to those two markets? And this is one of the main points I'm trying to make here. What do you think are the things that carry over the most from here to there? The answer is pretty obvious. Two things, really. Money management and trade psychology. Those two things carry over into anything you will trade now into the rest of your life. 
And you will come to realize right away how very few people have any of these two things locked down. I honestly think that's why so many people are saying that they're having all this success in trading stocks and crypto from a technical analysis perspective. Because for the most part, and they don't even realize it half the time, I'll bet, but they're carrying over those money management and trade psychology principles and trading in markets where almost nobody else has them, especially in crypto. Now, even though on those two markets, you can't take every single indicator that we use here with you, you can get it fairly close sometimes. You can find an indicator in stock and crypto world that somewhat mimics an indicator you have in the Forex world. And even though it's not perfect, it's a lot better than what most people have already, giving you yet another advantage. And even though they're not the exact same and they're not going to mimic your actual algorithm, you can really have success here. So, quick story, when I had to, I don't know what the word is, like not interview for my property, firm, but once I got accepted, you have to pass this trading simulator before they actually start giving you their money. So what a trading simulator does is it takes these random pairs, you have no idea which ones they are, and they go back to a specified point in time, and you don't know what point in time that is. And they say, okay, here's where price is, here's the tools you can use, trade this pair. And that pair will move in real time based on, you know, some point in time, let's say from 2012 to 2014. And you have to sit there and in that period of time, actually trade it like you were actually trading it back then. Now, this is not a very favorable situation because for one, you don't know anything about news events coming up. I mean, these things can just completely come in and destroy any trade you make. But worst of all, and this didn't affect most people, but it certainly affected me, is this simulator is not on MT4. You can only use the indicators that they have available, and they didn't have a lot. And so I didn't have any of the tools in my algorithm except for the ATR. So I was just completely dumbstruck. I'm like, crap, what do I do now? I almost thought it was totally unfair because while I'm sure most people didn't care about this little snafu, I cared deeply for good reason. Now, I spent all this time hunting for these indicators and putting this algorithm together, and that my one moment where I had the chance to really make a splash and trade professionally was in serious jeopardy because you were pretty much taking almost all of that away. Now, how does this story tie in with the overall question for episode 44? Why am I even telling this story? Because when it was all said and done, I aced the simulator, passed it with flying colors. And why did I do that? Well, a couple reasons. One, the obvious reason is I had really great money management principles. And I took that structure and I just used it on every trade. So I already had that working to my advantage. And then what I did is I took the indicators that they did offer and I just found a few that were close. Um, I found one that was pretty close to the baseline I used. And I found one that was kind of sort of close to the main confirmation indicator that I used too. And even though they were far from ideal, I used those tools to help me find the best entry points possible too. And then I combined all that with a really strong level of patience because I don't know exactly what they were looking for or how well they want me to do, but there was a good period of time where no trades were happening. And in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, oh, what are they going to think if this guy's just flat out not trading? 
Uh, but over time, the trades would come, and I would take them, and I would do well enough over time to pass the simulator. And so the moral of the story is, uh, no matter what market you are trading, or what actually moves that market, or what resources you have available to you from a technical standpoint, you can take a lot of the things we do here and carry that over to pretty much any market you want, and you should see a lot more success than you did before. And the main reason why is because for many of you, this channel and this material has given you something that you didn't have before, and that one thing is an actual structure that you can use and always fall back on. The vast majority of traders don't have a structure at all. How do I know this for sure? How many of you had structures before you came here? Something that was defined, something that was set in stone, something that you could always go back and use. Not just a bunch of tools that you could go back and guess at, or these really inconsistent money management strategies, an actual set in stone, hardcore structure. Simply having one of those, even if it sucks, <laughs> can still take you a long way. Uh, but the better you can make that structure, the better and better you're going to be at whatever market you're trading. Now, I can't guarantee results in these markets. I can't guarantee results for you in, in Forex. Uh, but I can say that if you wanted to go into these markets and you haven't before, um, taking the things you've learned here with you can really do a lot of good. And down the road, you're going to want to have multiple streams of trading income. Forex and metals are the only things we're going to be covering here. So if you want more and you want to seek out more, feel free to do that. And know that right from the start, you are far more equipped than almost anybody who started that market was from the very beginning. So just understand when you're done with all this material that you will have a particular set of skills that will carry with you pretty much anywhere. And there won't be a single market out there that's ever going to be overwhelming to you because you will always have something that most people don't have. But traders, understand you won't have any of these things if you don't put in the work. So take this time to put in the work. There is no blog this week, but catch up on the blog. I gave you a brand new thing to go out and find and test last Thursday. And we're going to be spending a lot of time on that one thing. So hit the ground running. Technical analysis in general is this big, beautiful world that's just waiting for somebody to come and master it. Might as well be you. So go get it.